That is the first musical contribution for this morning from our guest presenter, uh, Siwela Langeni, who is uh, the co-owner of Book Circle Capital, alongside her husband, um, enthusiasts and uh, avid readers who decided that they're going to make it a business. Uh, Welcome to you this morning. How are you doing, Siwela? I'm good. Thanks for you, Bridget. Thank you for having me. I'm fantastic. Thank you for for agreeing to be our guest presenter. Okay, let's start <laughs> at uh, the beginning of our hour. Why Oleta Adams' Window of Hope? And, you know, the beat just gets you into the mood and, and the message itself. You know, uh, right now, there could be so many things that could get you, get us down. But I, I always choose hope. I, I live in hope. Selling books, you know, we're selling hope. So um, my hope is, is my word for, for every day. I hear you. I hear you. So uh, you are the co-owner of uh, Book Circle Capital, which is a, a venture that you co-own along with your husband. Have you always been in the literary space or did you just find yourself there because of, of passion and opportunity? No, I haven't, I haven't been always there. So it is exactly passion and opportunity. So I've always read by myself just for fun, African literature. Mm. Um, but then uh, Loiso actually started the business, my husband. Mm. Um, and he, he's a reader himself. Um, he's from a small town in the northern Cape called Brookstown. So books were very much his escape. So uh, five years ago, when, 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 when an opportunity came up for him, he decided to start this business, mm. uh, which was initially a book subscription uh, business where people would pay a fee on a monthly basis and then uh, he would source them books. Mm-hmm. But then he decided to have a full-on store. Um, and then I, you know, with the, with the spousal thing where you support a partner, <laughs> uh, <laughs> many, 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 many spouses will know it sort of becomes your thing as well. And then uh, roles even shifted where I became more in the forefront as, as the business grew. Mm-hmm. I see, I yeah. see. Um, so you guys started on a passion and a whim um, and yes. took advantage of, of an opportunity, but it, it hasn't always been uh, easy sailing. I know when you opened your first yeah. store in Maboneng, um, within just a matter of months, in fact, uh, you, you were yes. met with uh, quite a challenge. Absolutely, yeah. It hasn't always been easy, but I'm grateful to God that we, we still, we still uh, open our doors. So, yeah, in, Mar- in, in September 2017, when we opened an excited, beautiful space, within three months, that December, mm. uh, the submarines came, the landlord didn't tell us that the roof was not sorted, the shop flooded, Bridget. Mm. So the, the, some books were damaged, uh, shelves were damaged, we couldn't operate, we already had events lined up, we had to find an alternative location. We essentially shut down for like three months. And again, you know, uh, somebody spoke to us and, 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 and gave us a, a tip of this new location we've been, um, mm. Belleville 27 boxes. We moved there and we've been there since. And, and the place has got its own challenges. But, you know, as, as that my song says, you, you just got to keep going. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, starting, you know, a, a bookstore, I, I don't know, Suela, some people might go, Sure, in a country where people only 14% of the population read for leisure, <laughs> starting a book bookstore and then having to muscle your way in along the mm. likes of, you know, the, the big players, the exclusive mm. books, etc. Mm. Um, what was that like for you and, and how is that like for you guys? So so I think uh, what drives us is, is, is the collection uh, and the focus. Mm. So the big players are there, but 
uh, their focus is not local. Um, mm. Only now, in the past few years, when, when consumers are asking for it and they're saying, wait a minute, mm. where, where are our faces in the covers? Where are our stories in the, in, 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 on the shelves? Mm. That they're beginning to do it. But what I think keeps us motivated is that um, we want to see more of our stories in, in the bookshops, in the local bookshops. And mm. that's why our focus is African literature. So for kids and adults, fiction, mm. nonfiction, poetry. So I think that with, with, with every business, for as long as um, your product speaks to, to the people, mm. I think that's what gives you hope to continue. Though some months will be worse than others, but it keeps showing you that there's demand for this. And, 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 and I think that's what um, motivates us. The drive was essentially to say, we want to see more stories about us. And the, the, the current collection in shops mm. uh, makes you feel like it doesn't exist, but actually it does. Mm. It's just that, you know, we have to be intentional about making sure that we source that kind of thing. We celebrate it. We have events around it. You know, when people scroll on their social media, they see, they see it. Mm. So that, you know, with marketing, you would know it's repetition, repetition, repetition. You have to own that mental real estate in a consumer's mind. So I think that, and the passion, because we are parents ourselves, we want our kids to, 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 to see themselves in the content they read. Mm. So so I think that's what keeps driving us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you're so right in uh, when, when you point out that for the longest time, one would think that there were no offerings coming out yes. from African writers and in particular black writers, not only in South Africa, but on the continent. But on the contrary, um, you know, yeah. at one point in time, countries such as Zimbabwe and Zambia had thriving publishing sectors, exactly. perhaps exactly. The, the best publishing sectors on, on the continent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's so all that, just a case of, 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 you know, creating those spaces, as you say, and, cre- and bringing and being deliberate about bringing that work to the market. Yes, yes. That's that. That's it. Yeah. Um. For for you guys, how do you go about speaking about um? You know, bringing that work to the market and and being deliberate in your intention. Um. How do you go about sort of, um? You know, bringing the titles and and harnessing the or finding rather voices of of authors mm. not just here but uh, across the continent. So uh, networks with publishing houses are very important. At first, when we started, we didn't have that. You know, new kid on the blog, who are you? Mm. Uh, but over time, uh, we build those networks with publishers. They kind of, when they've been to the shop, they can see the kind of stuff we stock. So on a, on a, on a quarterly basis, I'll have meetings with publishers. I'll say, these are the titles that are coming. What do you think? Do you think it would work? And I think over time, when you see, when you look at your reports and see which sales, which book sells the most, mm. you kind of get a neck for it to understand these are the topics that consumers are looking for, or these are the books that are looking that people are looking for. So it's a lot of partnerships with publishers, following a lot of bloggers. Uh, mm. there's, there's a book community of a big community of book bloggers. You know, mm. Lorenzo Tolle. Uh, you know, there's many of them. And following book clubs mm. to understand what are some of those um, books that people are looking at. Um, following some of the international publishers to see, you know, some of the the, 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 the big authors that what do they have lined up. So there's a lot of like social media monitoring to see the trends. 
there's a lot of uh, networks but going to book fairs um, yeah. attending book fairs and, and finding out what, what's coming uh yeah so and, and 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 being on the mailing list of the big publishing houses to see what's coming so it's a it's, it's a whole network of you know information gathering about this and i think with time even you know as you know the internet will serve you algorithms mm. where stuff will come to you so just curating your searches so that some will come to you some of it will go you go searching for it. Yeah. And and what I'm mm. hearing you also kind of say, Suele, if, if I'm understanding correct as well, is that really it's, uh, you you know, it, it's part of allowing the culture of literature to also guide mm. you and guide your business. Um, you, you know, when you talk about those interests from book clubs, book bloggers, because oftentimes we latch on books because we see other people, you know, advocating yes. for it and saying that it, it is a must read. Yes. Yes, definitely. And that culture is growing very strongly. Uh, I only mentioned two, but there's tons of them that, that support the bookshop, that come to book events, that I follow personally and the bookshop follows. Just to see, I think, you know, it's basics of economic, of supply and demand. Mm. You also can't just, I, I as well, cannot just only choose what I like to read. I have to listen to what people are asking for, what they demand. Uh, we, as the bookshop, we are actually uh, nestled in between Verbs and mm. UJ. So there's a big community of academics there that read, that write. Um, and they come into the often I'll even find out about a book, a new book from a customer mm. because maybe they were involved in the publishing process as well, or they read a manuscript even before it came out. Mm. So just being in touch and listening to what people are saying, but also knowing, having an, with experience, knowing that this I have an instinct that it will work because of maybe previous uh, stuff that the author would have written about before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also talking all things book and uh, the book business with a co-owner, of course, of uh, Book Circle Capital. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come right back and continue our conversation. It's just gone 20 past nine uh, with myself right here, Bridget Masinga, on the Jet Set Breakfast. <laughs> Suddenly, all of us heathenous souls that were here just feeling a little bit more connected a little bit more rooted. <laughs> you know, uh, def- definitely the kind of vibes. I think if you are if you are black, if you are black, it doesn't matter whether you're African, whether you're American, a Sunday morning, it's, it's just part of the black culture. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Sunday mm-hmm. morning, somehow you always just return back mm. to gospel one way or another mm. you return back to the word <laughs> musically no matter how heathenous you are as, as a person <laughs> you know? uh, even those of us who just go to church on christmas day on sunday you are like <laughs> i'm within the lord <laughs> But what a powerful voice. What a powerful song. Uh, are you a big fan of uh, Dogo Zambambo and uh, the whole Joyous Celebration movement? Yes, a big, big fan from from, from a very young, uh, influenced by my mom. So we, we, we know all the Joyous albums. We've got them right about till now. I think they're on 28 or something. Yes, we are on it. <laughs> wow. I, I always revel at the dedication of joyous uh, fans. But you know what? Um, it just speaks testimony to that particular product and mm. uh, the, the caliber 
the caliber of mm, artists that mm, it has mm. produced um, it definitely says something about about South African gospel talent. Um, we are talking to uh, Siwela Langeni, who is the co-owner of uh, Book Circle Capital, which is based right here at uh, 27 Boxes in Melville, and she co-owns it with her husband, Loi. So um, one of the days I think I must make a turn there. I've actually, you know, I'm one of those people who live in Joburg who have not been to uh, 27 Boxes, and I drive past all the time. Um, so I think I must uh, make a turn and see what, what you guys are getting up to in the bookstore. Um, Thank you. You know, as we were listening to the music, Siwela, I was thinking to myself, I remember a conversation that I had with Angela Makolwa. Um, yes. A couple of times, and she is uh, a fabulous South, you know, a fabulous mm. South African uh, nonfiction, no, a fiction, yeah, fiction, uh, fiction yes. not uh, a fiction writer. In my mind, I'm always trying to remember which one is the real, which one is the, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> she is a, a fiction writer. And I remember having the conversation, and she was saying to me at the time, because I was asking her, what are the popular genres and what does better? in terms of South mm. African reading culture. And I was surprised. And she's gone into publishing somewhat. Um, yes. And she said at the time that, surprisingly enough, nonfiction, and yes. in particular crime thriller, is still the top selling or amongst the top selling in South Africa. Yeah, it's still the case. So even in the shop, based on our stats, Nonfiction still does better than uh, than fiction. I don't know, maybe because of you know the community of uh, academics who prefer to read more real stuff versus um, and, uh, fiction. Mm. But actually, fiction itself is is built out of real events. I mean, Angela writes about uh, um, crimes that actually have been borrowed off real news headlines. Mm. Red Ink is based on uh, the, the story of the serial killer Mate, mm. which was real. And so, uh, so, so although they embellished for the fact so that the story is fun and it's grabbing and enjoying to read, but actually it's based on real events. Actually, she's got a sequel coming this year. Oh, wow. Uh, so, for that book, so, so which was uh, uh, one of her, her best-selling uh, uh, books. Mm. So, mm. So, so nonfiction continues to do very well, even in the bookshop. Uh, I think South Africans like to read stories about, you know, like uh, people that they've known maybe from news headlines and now when there's a book about them, which more with more detail and research. Mm. I think that's what they you know, you know, we've, we've suffered because of our past, we've suffered a lot of erasure mm. of some people whom are not well represented in history. Mm. So when the floodgates are now opening for stories, uh, I think people are keen. I'll give you an example. There's a book coming for Umamuni Jabavu mm. by Professor Makoso Zanakaba. This book is going to be published by uh, uh, MB Publishers. It's coming out actually in February. Mm. So Umamuni Jabavu, we've heard about her. She was part of one of the only women in part of that drum day with our Ken Temba. Mm. And now there's going to be a full story, a full-on book about her. So that, that's exciting. A lot of her work are not available in South Africa right now, drawn in color, the okra people, mm. uh, because, you know, it went out of print at that time. And, and you can imagine if they were writing that time, also there was a lot of censorship. Mm. So so I think, uh, and of course now, the books also that do a lot of well stories about corruption, you know, people want to know um, uh, the, the, when there's in-depth stories about corruption, there's in-depth stories about politicians and, 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 and the movements that have happened. Mm. So those continue to do well. But I think fiction is also, do, you know, uh, 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 doing its fight. 
Mm. I think over time it will grow. Uh, the book clubs help because I know a lot of book clubs are, are members like to read more fiction because, you know, it, sometimes it just gets all too real. Yes. We just want to escape. Oh, did we lose uh, Siwela? No, I'm here. Oh, you're right there. Yes. Oh, sorry. I yes. thought we lost you there for a second. Yes, <laughs> oh, you were yeah. saying a lot of book clubs. We, yeah, we, we like the escapism of things. Yes, yes. And, and and for me, I find, so I'm not in, oh, Lord, you know, we, we must talk about book club culture one day on radio. Uh, we tried a, a book club with my friends. And I don't know if you're listening, if you've been a part of a book club, please feel free to let us know, um, you know, how has that been going for you? Uh, what are you guys reading? What are you excited about reading? Or maybe even some of the titles uh, that you've read over the summer that you feel um, we should pick up and and uh, sink our eyes and teeth into it. But, you you know, Sibella, we, we tried a book club the one winter um, with my mm. circle of friends because we thought it's winter for three months. You can't be out at Groove. You can't be, you know, yes. you want to sit with a cup <laughs> of soup and a nice biryani. Yeah, <laughs> and and cuddle on a couch and still socialize. And we thought, what a brilliant idea. Let's do a book club. Um, yeah. And there was like 11 of us uh, in, in the friendship circle in the core and and I think we got to about book three, and it just all crumbled. Um, <laughs> and, and, um. and there's always that one person that will let you down, you know, when yeah. when it's their turn to suggest something, and then they take three weeks, and then momentum and gets lost, and you're just like, whatever. Life gets in the way, and you carry on. You yeah. carry on, right? But uh, yeah. I, I've been, um, I've been sort of indirectly adjacent to a book club run by another <laughs> circle of friends. <laughs> I like how you say that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've met people like that who are indirectly adjacent. So we follow yeah. what they are reading, uh, yes, but we're not yes. committal to the book club. Yes, and then that we will... commitment is a bit much. Yeah, yeah no, that commitment <laughs> is a bit much. <laughs> but I, I'm finding that a lot of people, and I see with with. Uh, with that book club, with other book clubs that I've come across, a lot of people are really taken by yeah. uh, West African fiction. A lot of yeah. us are really enjoying reading what's coming out of, of countries like Nigeria and Ghana, yeah. for instance. Um, and, and we're just really loving it. Even, you know, the, the more older classical writing from the more yeah. iconic writers, uh, yeah. the more contemporary stories from like the younger writers. But we're really yeah. just are fixated with with everything that's coming out of West Africa. Are you, are you seeing the same trends? And what are your readers saying? What What is that about? I don't know. I, it's just so, I, I agree with you. I mean, Chinua Chavez still continues to sell very well in the shop, things fall apart. People, I think it's that nostalgia to say, oh, I did this book in school. Uh, I want to read it now. Now when I, I have the capacity to actually understand, I'm not mm. studying it for math. Uh, we get a lot of, and then now, of course, Chimamanda continues to sell very well. Mm. There's a whole new, you know, a, a contingent of new writers that are coming. Uh, she, she writes a lot of books. She writes a lot of, of, of books that people love. Mm. Um, and I, I think her latest book is He Made a Fool of Death. Uh, Orchestra of Minorities, uh, you know, Love Stories by Bobo, Bobo, Bobo Aloha. So there's a lot of, 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 of interest for, for books from the rest of the continent. And I think it's... it's uh, a lot of our stories are very much alike, Bridget, because mm. on the on the same continent we have the same things, similar struggles, 
a, a lot of them will write about, you know, where if they if their parents had that ability to make, maybe enable them to study abroad and mm. then find, and then now they're older and they're coming back to the continent to try and acclimatize. Uh, issues of, 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 of women continues to be a, a, big, a big issue. The, fact, the Sex Lives of African Women is a book that's actually very, very popular right now. Mm. So so I think it's, it's things that cut across the continent, but they also write so beautiful. Um, yes. The English, you know, you can see the writing is just so so beautiful and indulgent, and I think maybe that's, that's the appeal. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, uh, you, you mentioned some interesting titles. And as you, you mentioned Chinua Achebe, I think there's no need for a grade 10. You know, I oftentimes look back at my high school <laughs> career. No, seriously, guys. You know, we were talking to matriculants in the in the second hour of, of the yes, show. And, and I, how amazing were they, you know? Oh, wow. So amazing. And in my mind, wow. I keep thinking, I am pretty sure that at grade 12, um, as much as I do think we had superior education in our era, yeah. but yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure at grade 12, I was not like that. I did no, not, no, no. No. not that articulate, <laughs> not no, that articulate, <laughs> not that well rooted and with a solid mm. grasp on life. Mm-hmm. But I look at the, the kind of a literature that we read. Like I look at my English teacher back in high school, shout out Miss Pillay. Um, mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. was HOD of English. She, you know, she was part of the movement for like, you know, social movements, Abo Kosatu and such. So a very yeah. informed, very strongly opinionated woman who enforced that, um, yeah. you know, for senior English. Um, she used to make us come to school on the holidays, not because we were behind, but because she she wanted to make sure that you were well equipped. You, you yeah. know, you would put in that extra work. And, yeah. and and I lay the context to say, sometimes I look back and I go, but was there a need for me to be reading Chinua Achebe at grade 10 or to be reading <laughs> Titi Dangaremga's Nervous Conditions at grade 10? Yeah. Because yeah, I've had to yeah. reread those books twice in my adult years just to understand yeah. them. I guess then, you know what, the seed was planted. It's better than reading that there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we just it's better than that so so even though we don't have the capacity to grasp it right there and there i've also had to read and to read to read never condition I, I i was i had the privilege of meeting at friendship earlier this year and they had a conversation about it i was like i missed a lot of things so i went back to it again this year mm. so i understand the point but i think the seed was planted a little bit you know um Especially because in, on TV then, when we when we when, when we grew up, mm-hmm. there was still a lot of Disney. There was still a lot of you know where you didn't really see yourself. So when you read TV, then you knew it's possible. Yeah. So even though you didn't really fully grasp what she was saying, and she writes you know deep English, uh, but but I think if the seed was planted, and the fact that you you have the hunger to go back to it again mm. shows that something was planted. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I must I must admit, uh, just as indulge me a little bit, just as uh, you speak about <laughs> meeting Titi. So Miss Pele dragged us to um, the University of KwaZulu-Natal. No, uh, not University of KwaZulu-Natal, University of mm. Natal uh, at yeah. the time. Because Titi was giving a talk to wow. third year English majors. And here we were as a bunch of grade 11s. Wow. You know, in this auditorium with what we thought were these, you know, polished 
educated young adults discoursing on this material. And I reflect back and I go, "Mm." the ambition of it all. But sometimes you need teachers like that because as you say, you need the misplays of the world because they show you what is possible. Um, And they show you that you are worthy, even as a young 16, 17 year old, to hold your own in those spaces. Have have a seat in that room, eh, next to uh, the legendary Titi Dangaremba. Imagine, although maybe at that time the moment didn't sink in, but now you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Now I know. So what are mm. people reading now? Um, I, I latched on to, uh, I'm presuming she's Nigerian because she, she, she writes of the young Nigerian experience, um, you know, growing up in London um, mm. to Nigerian parents, the dualities of culture, the dualities mm. of mm. identity. Mm. I just finished Wahala. I've been holding on to it ah. for a while by Nikki May. And it was yes. just such an effortless, easy read, but it was a different context. It was a different lens to what we normally read, for instance, from yeah. Nigerian writers, you know, parallel life that you can still identify with, but yes. positioned in a completely different context. Um, what, yes. what are people picking up right now? The, the must read titles that you're seeing flying off the shelves. Okay. So uh, it's, it's- it's similar, similar titles uh, that you, similar titles or similar authors that you mentioned, you know, that duality of life, mentioning uh, life on the continent. But uh, some of our best reads, when we, when best um, books, when we closed up the, the year, was mm. um, Ancestry by Nokulinda um, mm. uh, She She's a healer, so she writes about, you know, African spirituality. Uh, Ken Temba, The Making and Breaking of an Intellectual, mm. like Pure Mahala. So it's a biography of Ken Kemba. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Children of Sheila Kane by Joanne Joseph. Um, mm. she, 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 she was shortlisted for the Sunday Times Fiction Prize. And um, Becoming Men by Malusi Langa. It's also a nonfiction work that actually fo- follows uh, young men from like young age until they're 18, you know, because the issue of, this issue of masculinity and toxic masculinity mm. is quite, you know, prevalent. And as, as I mentioned, Sex Lives of African Women by Nini Dakoa. And, and a book by um, a, a local lady, Yvette Rachikopa. Mm. She is, she, she's a life coach. Mm. So she, she talks about living consciously. And Land Matters by Advocate Kembetan uh, Gaiji. Yes. You know, the issue of land in South Africa will remain top of mind. So those are, those are some of the, the top sellers. Oh, wow. So I, I actually have the, the the book by the advocate. Uh, I must get around to it. But I think my, my mind sometimes, oh, I, oh, when it comes to <laughs> nonfiction reading. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I, I, I facilitate between the two, Bridget. So I completely understand. There is a time where your mind is like, hungry for facts and you, you get into it and you get it. Yes. And there's a time where you just want to read like something that's going to make you laugh and then you can't put it down. You actually, you know, you're being irresponsible as an adult because you've locked yourself in the room because you want to finish it. And there's a time where you, there's a book you read slowly because it's, you're highlighting, you're reflecting, writing in your journal. Like I recently finished Michelle Obama's The Light We Carry. Yes. That's a slower book. You know, you're reflecting, you're writing a lot about how moments that you are finding as you read in the book. Yeah. So I, I don't think you should box yourself to a, to a certain length. 
Awesome stuff. And the only book I'm going to add to that before um, I ask you about this event that's coming up with uh, Lebu Hang, the only book I'm yes. adding to that list, uh, uh, sticking, I'm, I'm sticking to the fiction, um, yes. is a book by uh, Ayobami uh, Adebayo. Ayobami Adebayo. Yes. And it's called Stay With Me. Ooh, yes. what a gripping read. Yes, 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 yes. Definitely a must add. Mm, a gripping yeah. read. You will not put that book down, I tell you. In fact, you start reading it slower the more you get towards the end. Yes, because <laughs> you don't want it to end. That's true. That's, some, that's something that Punyati does very well. I yes. Know heard of her. Yeah, Another brilliant writer. Yes. Mm, in she fact, does that very well. There's a book of Sunyatis that I read last year. Oh, please remind me of the title. It was another one that I didn't want to end. It was... Um, Is it a family affair or an angel's demise? Family affair. That was yeah. it. Family yeah. affair. I did not want that book to end. I literally was reading half a paragraph yes, a day. <laughs> yes, because you can already tell now it's running to a, to a, to a tool. She did, <laughs> she did the same thing again with her recent one, which was released last, uh, last quarter last year, An Angel's Demise. Same thing. I was texting her saying, hey, now I don't want to. I don't, and now I've stopped reading because I feel like I'm gonna leave Angel behind. And and she's gonna be at the bookshop at the end of February, twenty first of, of February, the Saturday. We'll be discussing that, so uh, people are welcome to come. Oh wow, fantastic! Uh, great stuff. Yeah. We'll definitely uh, keep that one in mind. I think I'll, I'll definitely be there. Uh, do we have a, a voice note? Uh, okay, we have a voice note. Uh, let's just uh, hear that out quickly and see what the contribution is. Thank you. Good morning, SAFM, and to the team. Uh, good morning to Suela. Well, in the spirit of promoting the culture of reading, writing, and critical thinking, you know, I would like to do a wall billboard for your bookshop. You know what I mean? I don't know why books should be exclusive. But I would like to do a wall billboard in promoting the culture of reading. I mean, I'm also in the book fraternity. I organize book festivals and book fairs as well, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be a, a, a one way of promoting the culture of reading and writing by putting your uh, bookshop out there, you know. And I would like to do this for free since I'm a graffiti artist. Um, wow. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Well, we will definitely uh, wow. forward you those uh, contacts um, and uh, see what comes off the uh, wall billboard. I I'm always a fan of, I know wow. that people always say graffiti artists, you know, hit it, hit it, hit it. But I'm like, graffiti <laughs> artists are amongst the dopest. You know, the, 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 the world of visual artists sometimes can be quite uh, backwards. Graffiti artists are amongst yes. some of the best artists, I think, personally, Suele. Appeal to everybody because sometimes we can be, you know, very elitist about these things. Uh, there's, a, there's a culture of taking pictures behind beautiful murals and stuff. Exactly. So imagine how powerful a wall like that will be and circulating among people, you know. So, yeah, I agree with you completely. Absolutely. We will definitely pass on those contacts. Um, so, you've got an event coming up at the beginning of February yes. in conversation yes. with uh, Lebuhang Masango. I actually had her on my show, The Art of Everything. Um, and wow. we were in discussion around the soft life. What yes. a brilliantly written book. And it's, it's yes. absolutely nothing that people think it is. Yes. The, 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 the cover 
the the title as it says it it leads you to think anything and everything but you actually have to pick up the book to know what's happening so that's why i'm excited to have her at the shop she's been at the shop two times because she, she's a children's book author yes as well. yes so we've had a company to keep me maybe bees you know me and Javi. So now we're going to have a whole adult conversation about the self-life. I enjoyed that book as well. So much unlearning. Mm. Stuff that I thought I knew because of just hearing people say uh, uh, stuff and then just being adding. You know, sometimes I think in as much as social media is powerful, there's also so limiting because, you know, 140 characters, somebody can just say something about something they don't know. Mm. But, you know, books then, like Lebohan's book, elaborate so much. Oh, absolutely. And and I think that's a discourse for if you're curious about the contents of the soft life or even if you've engaged uh, Lebu Hang and she's an academic, she's an anthropologist, a PhD yes. candidate. She's really a very solid mind. Um, so yes. her take even to just the cultural dynamics and social cultural dynamics really is rooted in academia. Um, and as yes, you say, it yes. unpacks so much. It, it, you know, you unlearn so much. It helps you understand so much about yes. the nuance of, of social, like social development and, and our social construct. It's an Absolutely. amazing book. Absolutely. And it's, it's shut and punchy and, 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 and different voices. So mm. she, she, she chronicles, four or five women and, and, and each topic she, she, she shares her uh, their views on those topics and and you you'd be like, ha, huh, I never knew that. Huh, I, I actually thought it was different. So it will leave you thinking that. And we've got we've got uh, on the ninth of February we've got the Lost Prince uh, actually no that is two the, the Tuesday before mm. on the on the seventh of February we've got the Lost Prince of the AMC with book launch with author Mandla Khadebe. Mm. So it, it's a life of Jablani uh, Mzala Numalo who who was in the AMC. Uh, that that thing I said earlier where mm. a lot of people also were written out of history. So there's mm. more and more biographies coming out, and there's a book club meeting, Sidibeng book club. Uh, which is also a big supporter of Book Circle Capital, have a meeting at the shop on the 2nd of February. They're discussing a book called Eyes in the Night. Uh, mm. It's written by Numa Venda, and they're actually going to have the author in the shop. Oh, and, lovely. And it's not a closed meeting, so if you follow them, uh, you can RSVP and, and attend. And of course, end of the month, we're looking forward to Sunyati discussing mm. an angel's demise. I, listen, please consider me RSVP for Sunyati. Oh, uh, I am definitely coming. Uh, you know, you can DM me the reminder. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely there with my books in tow so that I can get yes. them signed as well. Sign everything. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. A, a good stand moment is always up my sleeve. I, I love to stand great people and, and great contributors to our society. It's been such a pleasure talking to you, uh, Siwela, and congratulations. Congratulations on, on, you know, the startup of uh, Book Circle Capital uh, with your husband. We wish you nothing but growth from strength to strength. Um, and, of course, you can follow Siwela and uh, the Book Circle Capital on Instagram. You can find them on social media where she posts um, quite regularly. I see I was just yeah. diving down the, the social media. So if you want to track everything that's going on in terms of their calendar, I always advocate to uh, follow people on social media because yeah. it's the easiest form of reference. Um, and she does have a very busy February. So if you are into literature, you in Joburg or you find yourself uh, within the Joburg vicinity at that particular time, um, definitely pop into uh, 27 Boxes and see what she and the team are up to. Have a fantastic morning and thank you once again for being our guest presenter today. Thank you so much. It's been an honor.
Fabulous stuff. That was uh, Siwela from uh, the book Circle Capital. And on that note, we are getting to wrap things up right here on Jet Set. But we're going to take a quick break and then come back with our final song as we say goodbye.